0: everyone, welcome to another episode of Point of More Returns. I'm your gracious host, The Masked Investor. And with me, we have Welfare. Welfare, how are things going for you?
1: I'm well, man. Things are going
0: great. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Really appreciate you. So just kind of zigzagging in the economy right now. One day the market's collapsing. Next day we're up back at record, you know, returning. So just trying to make sense of everything right now. Right. But Things are definitely good, seeing some deal flow pick back up, so feeling good about things. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, good, man. Like you said, it's a lot of volatility going on in in the U.S. economy, and we're just trying to make sense out of it, so like waking up every day trying to make something happen. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And so to the audience, today's
0: show, we want to bring you, take a kind of break from regular content to bring something that's kind of been touching both of us for quite some time that felt kind of important to maybe touch on that I think is often overlooked from a lot of financial and also success stories perspective. And so it's just a concept that we've been banding about for some time. And just to introduce it, I'll let you, Welfare, kind of kick it off. What exactly is this special concept that we've been banding about?
1: That's right, man. It's definitely a hot topic in terms of what we've been debating about, like one of the main keys to success. And I give you all credit for coining the phrase, what we call going nuclear. That's what today's episode is about going nuclear, meaning you're going all in on your dreams, your goals, and you're just going to find a way no matter what. Like It's kind of like the Eric Thomas quote, like how he had his like claim to fame, like you'll succeed so just like Eric Thomas said, like what his claim to fame was, when you, when you want to breathe. Damn, I'm messing up, man. My bad, bro. <laughs> damn, I'm messing up so bad. Okay. It's just like the Eric quote when he had his claim to fame is like, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, that's when you'll be successful. It's like it's very similar in the same vein that in that concept. So that's what today's episode is about. Yes, indeed. So going nuclear, as welfare so eloquently
0: put it, essentially going nuclear is going all in, right? It's eliminating all distraction and just focusing on one main goal. There's some variations in terms of what going nuclear can be for you personally, but typically we kind of describe it as just going all in to the point where you're eliminating a lot of just getting down to the bare bones of what you need. One way to kind of put it is you in the mafia, they have this term when they used to go to war. for those of you who may watched the Sopranos or seen some of the mafia movies that is term when they went to war and it's called going to the mattresses and the Godfather, they had a good scene where after Mike shot the captain and the five families were getting ready to go to war, they come together and they said, Hey, going have to go to the mattresses. And so essentially what it is, is pack a suitcase, go to a remote location, and they're just living out of the suitcase. The only thing they have is suitcase, food, and they're just focused on the war. And so it kind of looked at that. We were noticing common themes from a lot of the success stories that we follow, a lot of autobiographies, movies, success stories that you hear, interviews. And Oftentimes they, they speak about it, but it's overlooked and it's not really harped on, I think, as much as it needs to be. So one story that kind of strikes out to me, we all know Mark Cuban, right? And a lot of people think about all the success he did and his drive to business. But one of the things that I think really attributed to Mark Cuban's success is that once he graduated and he got an idea and wanted to go for his company, he went and moved To Texas and slept on a friend's couch. The only thing he had was a suitcase and a couch. And from there, he went to work and came back and slept on the couch. Another story Welfare and I were discussing was the story of Chris Gardner. And Welfare, could you kind of elaborate on that a little bit more?
1: Yeah. Another prime example of going nuclear. He had a business idea. He was working in like the medical device field at the time and it wasn't necessarily panning out the way that he wanted. And he was trying to make his way in Wall Street, like investment banking arena. I think he was like working sales and trading and he's just in a situation where he had, we've seen the movie. We probably read the book as well. I wanted to add in addition to Chris Gardner, his story of sleeping in like, train stations and shelters. Another key factor that I do recall in one of his interviews, he was saying he also would sleep in the office and he would end up wearing like some of the same clothes that he had on the night before. And people wouldn't even notice he had on the same exact clothing. And they would see him in the office really early and they just assume that he's really ambitious and driven and he got to the office really early. So I think some of that actually played to his benefit in terms of him like sleeping at the, just really doing whatever he could to get by until he could actually get his dreams off the ground. So it was something that I read the book over a decade ago, but it was, it was really inspirational for me. And then, and of course we're not advocating for someone to go to those lengths by any means, but just the mentality mentality and like the psychology behind it of just like being that dedicated to your goals and we're speaking from a standpoint of we both have done that we're both entrepreneurs we're both have worked in high finance for many years and I know what it feels like to eat cereal and soup for dinner like and you may not be flat broke but you're just that dedicated it's like well every dollar can go towards the business or the investment idea or like piece of creative or sales or whatever it is that you know you're doing. And we just want to highlight, like my co-host said, it's just, we gloss over it because we know like hard work is the main part of the formula. But I think just having that laser focus for an extended amount of time, as long as you don't burn yourself out, it's like, that's what I've seen in terms of people just going from some mild success to like ultra success. I agree. I
0: agree. And I would liken it to running a race, right? You're running a race to get to a finish line. Everything you do along that track is either getting you closer to the finish line or taking you away from it. It's keeping you from getting to it closer. There's no in between. That's just what it is. Think about it. If you're working towards a goal, I want to build a million dollar business. Every action that you take is either getting you towards that million dollar business or it's Keeping you from achieving that. There's no in between that. And so the concept of going nuclear in that situation would be like Mark Cuban, if you sit on the couch, just wait, you sleep, brush your teeth, get something to eat. I'm back at work. I'm at it until I get to this million dollar goal. Now, there's a lot of people who want to talk about, well, hey, what about work life balance, pros and cons, and all of that. And we can touch on that here shortly. But in the end, When it boils down to it, it how bad do you want it? Like, do you want it so bad that you want it more than you can breathe? Or is it something that's just would be nice to have, but if you don't get it, it doesn't really matter. Either way, you're going to end up with a result. And it's going to be a result because of the way that you approach that particular goal. And I mean, just one of my great follow people I follow, Brandon Carter, he kind of likens it to a phrase that he says is that, you want to you want to have it where everything you get is something that you wanted really bad i mean think about it if you wanted to go to a concert you made it happen to go to that concert because you wanted to go to that concert that badly but things that were just kind of nice to have if a roadblock pops up along the way you're probably not gonna accomplish that goal because it's not something that you just gotta have i mean you get up in the morning and it's cold and you're supposed to go to the gym and you don't have this burning desire to, for the end goal, then you're probably going to get back in bed and wait till another day, right? When it's a little warmer outside or it's not raining or whatever obstacle that came up for why you're not going to go, you're still a little sleepy. But if it's something that you just got to have, regardless of what happens, you're going to get up and make that happen. And so another thing, I guess we could start touching on as, okay, well, what exactly are the pros and cons of this? I mean, if everything you want to do, you got to kind of sit down and write a checklist to see if something I, this sounds great, guys. It might be something I want to implement. What should, What are the things that I need to consider? What are the things that I need to consider here Welfare? So I guess we could start with the pros column, right? So pro would be, hey, you get to your goal quicker, right? Next pro we've got, oh, what do you have to add for Welfare?
1: Yeah. So expedite it. Goal reaching, right? That's one thing that you're saying. Another thing is laser focus, right? Limited distractions. Another thing too is I think once people see your, like how serious you are, like are, how serious you are about the goals, I think that's when you get a lot of buy-in. So if you're casually going about something, people may be apt or prone to help. But when they see like the level of dedication that you have and you're very consistent and you're doing it over a specific amount of time, I think more people are willing to just give a helping hand, right? I've seen that in in my experience and I've seen that with others. So when you go nuclear, when you go all in the way that you do, I mean, I think it really like, that's, I think, where some of the grassroots things come from more like the guerrilla marketing or you get people to buy into your idea, like your startup, or you're more prone to get investors when You're already making this sacrifice with this sweat equity, this blood, sweat and tears type thing. And the reality is, I mean, not to go on a complete tangent, I'll flip it back to you. But I mean, being an entrepreneur is not glamorous, but I'll wait until we talk about the cons of it. But let's just go and give out all the pros. So I don't know if you had any additional pros.
0: Well, a pro for me, and it just depends. I know some people, some listeners may not be religious. They may have different religions, or they may just not be a believer altogether. Myself, I'm a believer. I do ascribe to Christianity faith, but one of the things that is a tenet is that God wants us, each of us, to be obsessively preoccupied with the needs and desires of his other children, credit to Rabbi Daniel Lappin. And so the pro of that is what does that look like in spirit and fruit, right? And so the fruit of that is that you are just basically you're serving our father in heaven by being obsessively preoccupied in ensuring that whatever you're trying to do is serving the needs of others. So let's say you're starting a t-shirt company with a great message that needs to be spread throughout the world. Well, that message only gets spread depending on how successful you are and whether or not you're able to get completion of the task. So in order for that message of love or message of get out there and hustle or whatever it is that you're trying to get, that message you're trying to get forth, it it doesn't out into the ether. It doesn't get out to the marketplace until you actually complete what you need to do to get it out there. And so in the meantime, all the people that need to hear that message or need to see that shirt on someone who's walking by and they see that quote that inspires them to actually do something else, it they're not being served and so you have kind of an obligation to get that done once you see a need and that needs to be fulfilled and only you have that unique talent or that unique insight to fulfill it and by you not completing that task by withholding that you're you're failing your fellow man and so from that just seeing the deed done right just getting it done and then also family you know you've got people depending upon you be able to support them and just building the discipline that you need to press through challenges. I mean, if you can go nuclear, I mean, really go nuclear to where you're doing self-denial. I mean, you're going nuclear, you're not going out, you're eating cereal and soup.
1: Right. The delayed gratification, (laughs) the delayed gratification, self-discipline, the self-development, like who you become right, right during that process. Right.
0: Yep. That muscle that you're developing will more than likely carry you through any challenge that you incur within business because you've you recognize that hey, I've been able to just basically go to the mattress and not have to deny myself of anything. So whenever a business challenge comes up, you've been to like the depths of like the bottom. And so from there, anything that you meet is is it's child's play, right? It's child's play. And so that also just to get you the mental fortitude, I think is the best con of them all, best pro of them all. is just, it develops the mental fortitude that you need to achieve the massive success. Cause think about it. I mean, this at the end of the day, it's business is a competition. People are in the marketplace competing, like getting into an NBA arena and competing to win a championship. You're going head to head with other people who want to eat your lunch. And so if you know that it's a competition and your approach is as such and give it the deference that it needs instead of trying to approach it like a hobby or something that I'll do as a passing fancy, then if you're trying to achieve massive success, it's going to take to operate at that level that you want to get to. You're talking about six, seven figures, eight, nine, whatever. You're talking about the top, the best of the best. And so as you get up and higher in terms of revenue, become a bigger target, start competing against bigger enterprises and people who are just operating at the top echelons of what they do, it's going to require a top effort from you to compete at that level. And so in order to do that, I think that the early stages, the formation, being able to get in there and really focus and learn the business from the ground up without all the distractions will give you such an edge and such a focus that you'll be able to compete at that higher level once you get there and start seeing things from a different perspective. But uh, enough about the pros, let's mosey over into the cons here for a little bit. So welfare, what's the con that you can think of. I can think of a few off the top of my head, but I'll let you touch off.
1: First. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. So that's the rosier side of things, right? And I've already sort of alluded to it a little bit in terms of how unglamorous it is. I know we see in like social media, it's like we always talk about the success stories, but it's double, triple, quadruple as many like non-success stories out there, right? Um, right. We know like most businesses tend to fail like first year and then By seven years, you're pretty much a unicorn if you've been able to sustain business seven plus years, right? So one thing from my personal experience of what I wasn't prepared for was how lonely it is. A lot of people can't relate, right? Like people, just as much as I said, people will help when they see you making that sacrifice is also going to be people who don't understand you making that sacrifice, especially if it's a, a... a a decent amount of time, like we're talking years, right? People may not necessarily relate to you. People may not, family may not necessarily support and understand that. Friends may not understand and support in the same way. So you're sometimes feeling like you're on an island. That was just my experience when I was running my business for for many years. I think what helped me was to be able to call like, mass investor and like relate and talk about his accomplishments or his challenges within his business and talk to other entrepreneurs who are experiencing similar things like just as a coping situation because it's a lot of lonely nights and like if you're the breadwinner for your house like everyone's dependent on you like that's highest that's like the highest accountability that that I can think of is like people are dependent on you you don't want to necessarily let them down so just that that pressure of you have to get out here and make something happen. So yeah, I would say it's, you're on an Island. It's lonely, like solitude and people can't. Well, the other thing, the main thing before I flip it back to you is I would say like burnout. There are some consequences. Like if you're not taking care of your mental health, if you're not taking care of your physical health, because you're going to go through times where you may not be sleeping and that's not recommended by any means. But I did do that where you, You're not getting like the proper sleep. And now we're learning that's not necessarily always the best thing to do. Like if you have to in like the short term, then so be it, I guess. But you don't want to necessarily not get sleep for extended periods of time. So there are smarter ways and better ways to still go nuclear without sacrificing your mental and physical. So those are just a couple. But. Man, I'll flip it back to you. There's so many more, and I'm sure you have some that you want to go and do a deep dive on. Yeah, so I would posit to you, you mentioned the thing about the
0: slave thing. I would say you'd actually be in position to get more sleep by going nuclear because you don't have any of the other necessary tasks that you would have from a normal standpoint from work, right? So you're coming home from work, you grab something to eat and take a shower, go to bed. Versus if you got a house, you got to maybe cut the grass and you got a project going on, a toilet went out, or whatever numerous things that are there to distract you, got a contractor coming by, whatnot, Uh, just all the different things that pop up the myriad. So, one thing you're getting back is time, actually, right? But the other kind I want to touch on, though, that you have mentioned. Kind of first ten is that you're going to lose folks, right? And this could be both good and bad. I mean, newsflash, we're going to, everybody we meet, we're going to, going to die. All your family, your friends, everybody's going to die, right? So that's one thing that's not a shocking surprise, right? So the thing is, though, so how do you balance those relationships while you're here, right? A lot of people aren't going to understand that you're not going to, they're going to have a party. You're not going to be able to come out because you're going to be working. They're going to, want you to come out for whatever event or just stop by to say hello or things like that. You'll have to be the judge of that, right? On how much time you'd like to allocate to that, right? Ideally, again, remember you're in a race. Everything either taking you closer to the goal or taking you away from it, right? And obviously you're not going to be in the mattress for the rest of your life. But the way I kind of look at it, right? Okay, so you've got this 80 20 rule, right? That kind of applies to everything. So if you spend a 20% of your life just devoted to this goal, right? 20%. So after the 80% of your life can be extraordinary, then let's just add it up here. So typically, a typical person is probably going to live to about 72 years old, right? So we're talking about 20% of your life, um, maybe like 10, 14 years, right? 7, 7. Seven years is 10%. So maybe 14 years where you're locked down dedicated. Obviously, you're not going to spend 14 years at the mattresses, right? Maybe, you know, two years or a year and a half or something like that, where you're in the mattress just working to get this thing off. But out of that 14 years that you have to really just dedicate to growing your business and getting things out, spending 20% of that, right? 20% of 14 years. And 1.4, right? was well, like two years, right? Two years. Just in the mattresses, making it happen. And then just seeing what the explosive results come as a result of being able to do that is, I think, depending upon your goal. Again, if you're making a message that needs to get out, you're serving your fellow man, that's probably worth it, right? But again, only you can make the judgment of that. It just depends on welfare mentioned earlier. How bad do you want it? Do you want it so bad that you can't breathe? that you got to get 10 million dollars or is it that and i can probably do without it well one thing i'm kind of going on a tangent here but i just want to throw in cuz it's a, a good point and i probably should have kicked off the top of the episode with this is that there's a recent study that came out right and they readjusted the retirement account projections before they were projecting oh you'd be good for about 500,000 to a million dollars once you retire well because of inflation and just cost of living going up, that new projection is $3 million. You're going to need $3 million to live a comfortable retirement. And if you want to retire and maintain the kind of lifestyle that you're living today. And just to put the numbers out for you, so I sat down and did some additional research on the topic and just ran it through an inflation calculator. And it turns out believe the $3 million number, give or take, right? Because depending upon the return that you're getting from your investments, if you're getting about a 6% return and from your investment account and may have some social security that's kicking in, but give or take around a $3 million will give you about $100,000 per year, right? Now you got to think 30 years from now is 2052, right? So in 2052, if you run the inflation calculator, $100,000 is the equivalent of purchasing in today's dollars. I don't know about you. I don't know about a lot of you, but $47,000 right now is a fine, decent living. Even take if I've paid off like housing and maybe I want to buy a car every other, every four or five years or something like that. But that's just $47,000 a year is what you have to kind of live off of. You want to take a vacation. You're eating. You may, you know, you're going to have grandkids or whatnot. Probably you want to buy stuff and go see them. That that could probably go pretty fast if you don't watch it. So I I say all that to say that for some of us, going nuclear may not even be an option. Would you say that? Well, fair, or may not even be not nice to have, but something that you may have
1: to do right? Yeah, that's a really great point that you put together from like reading these articles and just doing an assessment and realizing like, hey, it may not be like a, oh, you'll go nuclear just to reach your success faster, but it may be out of complete necessity, right? We've seen like Several examples of that, how people band together. And we see this a lot up in startup culture where people will go to these houses and they'll all be working together trying to get their ideas off. And they'll be like coming together and pooling their resources for food and utilities and things like that. Right? right. And it may become like in the future, just with the like inflation and the cost of living just continuing to increase, it may be more out of necessity, but right. we'll see. I mean, Yeah, it's a lot, man. But and again, I I just want to reiterate because with the going nuclear, we're not saying like that's a constant state. We're saying like to be able to just go in, be utilitarian, like Mass Investor said, like just the bare bones of like the necessities of all the things that you need. So you can just be laser focused on your goal, whatever that goal may be. It may not even be necessarily starting a business. It could be a weight loss journey or it could be my weight gain journey or like just some self-development like oh I want to learn how to speak another language and I want to learn it in the next 45 days right it's like just anything I mean once you develop that that habit right in their books I think Darren Hardy had one like um successful habits, like what is it? What do they say? Like it's 14 days to develop like a habit type thing. If you just do it every single day, a 14 day it'll be a habit. And just utilizing that to just build up and uplift and offset like your your dream just by like going nuclear. Yes indeed. Yes indeed. And so as we transition into the last
0: segment here, I want to kind of start off with the story, right? I had a mentor of mine years ago that I would meet with from time to time and just kind of point me in direction as I got started in corporate life. Right. And one of the things he shared with me was a story he had house set for a friend of his one time. And while he was over in the yard getting the mail, uh, an individual pulls up to the house and definitely ask him, hey, How much for a house? How much for a house? And so not kind of taken aback, not really fully believing or really registering with him, he kind of said, huh? And Asked him again, and the guy kept asking, hey, how much for house, how much for house? And so when it finally registered on him, that hey, this guy's trying to buy the house, he answered him. He's like, hey, the house, is not, it's not my house, but I don't believe it's for sale. And for some reason, I don't know if the guy either A, didn't really understand him responding in English, or he just wanted the house that bad. But mind you, this was years ago. This was before you had to could go, couldn't go to your mailbox without getting an offer for your home. And all these investors were in the market and the internet was just wildly spread. So the guy asked him, how much for a house, how much for a house again? And so seeing that this guy was serious and he wasn't really taking no for an answer, just to humor him, he responded back and said, hey, okay, I don't think it's for sale, but I'll call him and find out how much for the house. And so he calls him and his friend says, hey, we've been talking about maybe selling the house in a point in time, maybe, but I mean, if the guy's serious, I'll take an offer. I'll see what he has to offer. Sit down and talk to him. So they get back, says he comes back. He offers to buy the house to get to agreement. And so the closing comes up. And so he invites the mentor, my mentor back over for the closing and talk with the guy. And just since he used to want to broker the deal, he actually was giving him some money kind of as a finder's fee. And so at the close, the guy comes in with a check, check cash. Now he's not a house investor. He just, had a cash and paid for the check, house cash. And so at the closing, after the closing's over with, mentor's talking to him and he says, Hey, what do you guys do? Like, how did you come up and buy this house? Come to find out, the guy immigrated to the States. It's only been in the States, mind you, for about six years. Or six years. They came over here penniless. And what they did was they came over, one family came first, and then the other families came over afterwards, and they all moved into this house. It was like a Three bedroom house, and they had like five families in the house, and they all were paying like seventy bucks or something, real cheap towards the mortgage or whatever for the rent for the house. And so, because of that, they were able to just stockpile their cash. And in order for new to that, they he went on and was able to launch a nail salon business. And then he also was buying his house cash, all that from just coming over to the states and going nuclear. So I say that to say that for some of you who sit down and maybe thinking about this seriously and saying, hey, maybe that might be the direction that I want to go. Or you may find yourself forced into it. What is an easy way of, what are some ways that you can get started about going nuclear? Well, the first thing I would say is just kind of from a culture standpoint, maybe you have to move. Just to say it, I mean, just being in your area, let's just face it. I mean, when people move, they take on new monikers and new habits and new activities Actions that they wouldn't do, new behaviors that they wouldn't do around their local activity. I know from when I got to college, I adopted a lot of the stuff that I took from home, but I had to adopt new behaviors because I was in a new place, right? I had to become adaptive to the new environment that I was in, right? And so I would suggest if you're thinking about seriously going nuclear, maybe yourself, maybe you just have to pack up and go to a new locale. And in there, nobody knows you. No one's going to be asking you questions. You're just kind of out of reach from people coming up and just blowing up on you. And you'll be able to devote yourself fully to your task at hand. Welfare, what other tips do you have for someone who may want to go about adopting going nuclear?
1: Yeah. So like you said, changing your environment, right? That's the main thing I got from what you just said, like changing your environment. Like even if you can't move different city, different state, right? You can definitely surround yourself with different people. And at this point, mm. it's a lot of free options like meetups or like social media groups or just following different people on social media that are like aligning themselves with the things that you want to do. Now, for me, I was an avid reader. So I would just read and read all of the things that interest me in the areas that I wanted to to go nuclear in, right? So I would just say, expanding your knowledge expanding i don't even want to say network cuz like network the word is just overkill but broadening your horizons in your environment like you said like changing your locale whether physically and or mentally and then also your knowledge base i would say just broaden your knowledge base and then start to actually create plan like a plan and tasks like goal plan tasks, right? So tasks you break down and you start to do those every single day. Like I have a notepad where I write down all of the items that I want to try to get done through the day. And what like I've heard from experts say is you try to do the most difficult thing first, right? Like you can approach it that way, or you can just kind of like the avalanche or the snowballs, Like you can do it the opposite way too. It's like, well, you try to get done all the smaller tasks done, but just creating that muscle memory of like, being different and creating a habit like we're saying earlier and just every single day you just try to attack your goal and just eliminating distractions, I would say is another one. Right. Like you may have to like I've gotten to the point where now is I keep my phone on silent because if not, the thing is just gonna go off and go off no matter how much I change the settings. Right. So just eliminating distractions, it's like, hey, I'm locked in. Like from from 8 p.m to like 1 a.m, I'm completely locked in on like some business venture that I'm doing and I'm pretty much unreachable. And at this point, people know. So the only time someone's gonna call me at this point is it has to be an emergency because they know I'm locked in. They know what I'm doing. And that's been communicated well with everyone in my circle. So those are just like the ones that I can think of. But again, I mean, I'm sure there are many more if we just continue to just keep recording and like spitballing and ideas or whatnot. But yeah, it's many ways to figure out how to go nuclear if that is what you're choosing. Like if you're deciding this is how bad you want this, there are many ways and there are plethora of examples, like pretty much anyone that this is really the point of the pod is like, we were having a discussion. My co-host and I, we were just saying how like literally every self-made person that has done something at a high level has gone nuclear at some point in their career, whether it was three months, six months, two years, five years or whatnot. Some of them still do. Some of them are still going. And it, it may yeah, not be. It's... Yeah. Like it, it may be, oh, idea, I have to go nu- nuclear for this to work, but I'll flip it to you. Cause I know it sounds like you have some good stuff you want to add with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I wanted to kind of touch on in these last couple of minutes is just give some quick examples of people who have gone nuclear I uh, still go nuclear. Like for instance, Bill Gates. I mean, he grew up in a wealthy family, and he went nuclear. Moved, did his Microsoft out of his parents' garage, and he was just focusing on work. He still goes nuclear to this day. Every year, he goes to a cabin, locks himself away from all kinds of dist- all distractions, and he just reads. He just focuses on that one task: reading. And getting up and that's how he would come up with strategies and come out with new initiatives for Microsoft. He did that annually, still does it to this day. I mean, just countless others. I mean, if you, you know, just look at some people, it was involuntary. They started off in nuclear. Steve Harvey was homeless. He, some of you may remember to call a story where he showed up to a comedy show and didn't even have any money to stay at a hotel. He had to think on his feet to come up with someplace to sleep and
1: slept. Yes, thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, we're starting to like run a little bit over time, but we definitely appreciate you all um, listening and there will be a part two of going nuclear where we'll go into a lot more detail of how to accomplish um, your goal a lot faster. So with that, you know we're signing off um, welfare and my co-host, the mass investor. And we are a point of more returns. And until next time.